Hi there, and welcome to One Body, One Life, proudly sponsored by Jamae's Fine Foods. I'm Vicky Nguyen, and I'm on a personal mission to live to 120, and I would absolutely love to take you on this journey with me. This fortnightly show is focused on longevity and understanding how we can all live longer and stronger through diet, exercise, lifestyle, nutrition, and so on. Each episode, we will uncover tips and tricks to living your healthiest and happiest life for as long as physically possible. I'll be chatting to the experts as well as people who have defied the odds and explore various treatments and modalities to help us all reach optimal wellness. So in today's episode, everyone, I talk all things healing with the incredibly powerful, all-inspiring Dom Tripodi. So Dom is a Perth father of two beautiful boys and husband to the stunning Michelle, who's also expecting their third child. Um, Dom has successfully healed himself naturally of uh, a brain cancer known as glioblastoma, and um, which is known to be one of the most aggressive forms of brain cancer. Welcome to the show, Dom. Hi, Vicky. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I'm really, um, I've been following your journey for a little while now. I think um, we connected over Instagram a little while ago and I I was intrigued by your story and what you were doing um, to self-heal. And um, I'm so actually overwhelmed um, with joy for you when I learned recently that you actually, um, yeah, pretty much all cleared yourself from from this brain cancer. So so tell us, how did you um, first detect the tumour? Thinking back of it today, I didn't really have symptoms, but one night I was in the shower and my wife was in there doing something, doing her hair. And yeah. while I was having a shower, on the left-hand side of my body, I just felt it go ice cold. Wow. And I said to her, I said, hey, babe, is this um, normal to, for this to happen? Yeah. She goes, oh, I think it might just be nerves, your nerves playing up or something. Right. And that's, to this day, that's the only real symptom that I had because the tumor was on the right side of my brain and that controls your left. Correct. So that was pretty much the only thing that came to mind. And that wasn't alarming at all, just like a cold feeling along the the left side? Yeah, it was like somebody threw ice on the left-hand side of my body while I was standing under hot water in the shower. Wow. And then what happened from there? Did you investigate it or? No, I didn't. I just thought nothing of it. I thought, oh, okay, just a bit of a, could have pinched a nerve or something when I twisted my neck in the shower, but didn't think anything of it. Right. Then. A couple of weeks later, I was out on the road working. I um, picked my son up from home because I had my other son at my mum and dad's house. Right. Because he, was, he wasn't at school yet, so he was getting looked after. So I took him for a visit there, pulled into their driveway. And when I got onto their driveway, I had a seizure while I was in the car. Goodness. And I planted my foot on the accelerator and drove through my shed. Goodness. And um, my... My brother and father, they heard a massive bang in my car just revving off its head and they came running out and I was jammed up in the steering wheel just having a seizure. How petrifying. Yeah, I don't remember any of this, but um, I remember coming to in the ambulance with the ambulance driver. He said to me, mate, have you um, pissed yourself? And I said, not that I, was, not that I know of. He goes, well, you're drifting wet. And my brother goes to me, he goes, oh, mum threw a bucket of water over you trying to wake you up when you were having a seizure. Goodness. Then um, they took me to the emergency. I did some, did all kinds of tests trying to figure out what caused it. They did a CT scan and the doctor came back saying there was a mass in my brain. Right. And that's how I found out. So how old were you at the time and how long ago was this? That was in um, October 2017. So it would have been, God, I was born in 88, bloody hell. Yeah. Um, would have been 29. 29. 
Okay. And yep. so so at that point, so you had the scan and everything, and they discovered a tumour, which was which they um, labelled as a GBM, which is a glioblastoma. Oh, they, no, they didn't. I didn't get diagnosed until after they cut the tumour out. Right. Okay. But what the doctor said to me goes, it looks like the size of a ping pong ball, the tumour. And that's when they were able to um, diagnose that it was a GBM grade four? Uh, um, they didn't until the... I went, they moved me to a neurology hospital. Right. And after they did the surgery, a couple of weeks later, that's when they got diagnosed as a GBM grade four. Typically, from what I've read, it like it, it, it um, doubles in size every 16 hours. Is yeah, that... it's pretty aggressive. It's a bloody horrible thing. Wow. And so what's the typical form of treatment and prognosis for people who have a GBM? All right. Well, the treatment has been the same for 30 years, been radiation and chemotherapy yep. to try to slow it down. Yes. And they still have no medical cure for it. Right. So you think being 30 years, they think they would come up with a better form of treatment for it, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, and the prognosis for that typically, do, do they tell you that as well? Yes, but at the beginning, I didn't want to know it. I didn't want to have an expiry date. Yes. So, but now I know. I know all that stuff. Without treatment, they give you 10 months life expectancy. Goodness. And with treatment, they give you around 14 months wow. life expectancy. So what happened after that? So once they removed it, then then what did you do? All right. Once they once I had my operation, it was they told me it was going to be a two-hour operation. Like, so I thought nothing of it. I was like, okay, it's going to be a walk in the park, this thing. Yeah. Then I was in there for eight hours. And from the surgery, it left me paralyzed on the left-hand side of my body. Wow. Got to learn to do everything again. Goodness, how petrifying for you. It's a horrible feeling waking up, not being able to move. Of course. Or sit up or do anything. Yeah. And so what? What? how was your mindset at that point? I was destroyed. I was so down that I couldn't do anything for myself. I took two nurses to take me to the toilet. Goodness. It was horrible. And so how obviously you've got full movement and you're fighting fit now, but talk to us about what you went through after that. So we woke up paralyzed virtually on one side. Did you go through yeah. intense um, physiotherapy to help rehabilitate? or? I did start physio, like it would have been probably a week or two after the surgery. Yeah. And just to stimulate my brain to try to get that side of my body moving again. So were they confident that they had taken out the um, the tumour fully? They said there was a tiny little bit left. Okay. They couldn't get it all with the surgery. And so with the tiny bit left, was so your aim was then to treat that. So hence, um, is it like radiation chemotherapy there after the surgery to help get rid of any residual? Yes. Yeah. Yes, because I knew nothing of it. I just trusted the doctors and did what they reckon was right for me. Right. So what was the – tell me what the process was with the chemo and radio. Was it like once a week or – So with the um, chemotherapy, it was tablet form. Right. And I did that for a month solid. And I did six weeks straight of radiation every day except for the weekend. Wow. And did that wipe and, you out? Oh, yeah. I was a zombie. And so, so – Got what it. happened over Christmas 2017, I don't even remember Christmas Day, all that stuff. Wow. And so at what point did you decide that you were going to stop and take it into your own hands? Well, the main factor was I missed out on my nephew's 
christening. Right. Because I spent the day in hospital. That was a day I thought, no, nah, no way, I'm not ever doing this again. I would rather die than do Same. chemo again. Yeah. So I was up and walking before December. Then when I was on the treatment, it put me back into a wheelchair, left me bedridden. Was, my body was that stressed. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't sleep for four days straight. Wow. It's just horrible. So... You're, in your mind and in your body, you had had enough of the chemo because you felt that the chemo was actually making you worse and the quality of life was not... Yeah, you... I had no quality of life at all with the chemo. Yeah, so you made the decision to, to stop and to go down the path of natural treatments? Yeah. So talk to me about that. I mean, were you armed with knowledge? Did you surround yourself with natural practitioners or how did you um, educate yourself on what to do? My... Go-to person was my wife, Michelle. She was researching night and day. Yeah, amazing. And it was her, it was her that made me get through this. It's amazing. It's amazing. What a team. So did she um, feel like, like what, what, what point? So what do you have to do? So you basically decide you don't want to do chemo anymore, tell your oncologist that you're done, and then you pretty much, was there any support from them? Or, so oh, what? There was no support from them. I told the oncologist I didn't want chemo anymore because yes. I didn't want to, my kids to see me the way I was. Yes. And um, he said, oh, well, we think you should keep doing it. Then they sent in another doctor to try to talk me into it. Then yeah. another doctor. Then they sent in a, a social worker Goodness. to try to talk me into it. And I told them all, no, I didn't want to do it. Good on you. And such a brave thing. I mean, obviously there would have been a lot of um, fear around you as well because I know, I mean, particularly you come from a European background as well. And, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of fear associated. There's a lot of trust that people place in, in doctors. So were you up against yeah. that with family as well or – were they all very supportive of your decision? <laughs> I did have to hear that from mum and dad that I was making the wrong choice. But yes. now they can say that I've picked the right choice. So Yeah, they're all supportive. Amazing. You know what old Italians are like. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot, of, a lot of friends who are Italian. So, yeah, I'm very familiar. But tell me yeah. about your journey thereafter. Well, um, my number one thing that Michelle got me to do was cut sugar out of my diet completely. Excellent. Yep. Um, sugar kills cancer. I'm oh, sorry, feeds cancer cells, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. So got sugar out of my diet, yep. took dairy out of my diet, yep. um, took soy out of my diet. Yep. Then Michelle was researching. She looked into turmeric with cancer. Yes. Then she got me onto um, turmeric jamu, yep. which is like, and I think it's derived from Indonesia. The tonic? Like turmeric juice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff. But it's having a hundred mil of that a day. Yes. Um, then I looked into the keto diet as well because by chance we were on holiday down south and a naturopath told me to look into the keto diet for brain cancer. So. Wow. So so basically a lot of the changes were dietary changes initially for you. Oh, yeah. Big time. I used to eat really unhealthy before. Okay. This. So the the dietary changes and then what about um, any additional nutritional, were you taking any supplements or were you doing any um, CBD oil or anything like that? Nah, no. So purely... Oh, um, the only supplement I would take would be the, have you heard of frankincense? Botswana yes. Accurate? Yes. The oil? I was taking, yeah, the doTERRA oil and yes. um, tablet form of Botswana. Yep. Amazing. And that naturopath I was telling you about, he told me about apricot kernels as yes, well. Yes, yes. So I was having about 30 
50 of them a day, which I poisoned myself with. <laughs> well, you live but and learn, that, right? That was, yeah, exactly. Wow. I, I fought it hard. I went hard. I went all in. Good on you. You know what? You actually make it sound so easy to fight cancer. Honestly, just <laughs> listening to you, it sounds like pretty much you altered your, your diet and that was pretty much key to your success with this healing journey. Yeah. It was a lot of trial and error, but... But you got there. And, and I mean, like you said, what about lifestyle? Did you make any changes life, to your life? Like, were you highly stressed or...? No, I was never... I never really let stress get to me, so... Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. I did start with... Michelle got me on to doing meditation as yes. well. And yeah. she got me into... So she got you onto the spiritual journey? And what did that look like for you? Well, at the beginning, I didn't really know what I was looking at because... Michelle's always been big with spirits and stuff. Yes. And whenever she used to talk about it with me, I was scared of it. Like that sort of stuff. Ooh, used so to give me shivers when yeah. she'd talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But she got me into doing Reiki first. Yes. That opened my eyes up a little bit. Then into kinesiology as well. Yes. Kinesiology, then yeah. I started seeing a spiritual healer as well. Great. And so were there some big spiritual shifts that took place in you? So was it a Oh ma- yeah, big time. So what was it? Was it a matter of being more connected to you at that level or was it letting go of things from the past or combination? Letting letting go of things of the past. Wow. In I think in the kinesiology it brought up that um I need to have self love. Yes. And that I thought that I wasn't good enough. Yep. And once I started doing all these, this is when all the size of the tumor started to decrease quite significantly. Yeah. So, so when you say the size of the tumor started to decrease, is that because are you talking about what was left? Yes. Right. When I was on when I was on the medical treatment for the the cancer, yes. the tumor was growing. Right. Got it. Okay, so yep. it was growing back, and that's why you had had enough and thought you'd go down that natural path to try and heal yourself. Yeah. Amazing. And so you've managed to pretty much cure. Is Are you allowed to say that? or? I say, I say healed, not healed. cured. Yep, so you've healed yourself naturally. Yeah. That's amazing. So talk to us about, so obviously, so the lifestyle, um, well, the dietary changes rather, more spiritually connected, Um what, like, what, what was it? And obviously, you, you know, being more connected to the way you feel and what things you were holding on to from the past that you let go. Um, but what other, like, people often people say, you know, they understand why they got it and it was a big wake up and this, that, the other. Like, were there any moments like that for you? Not really, no. And were you always confident that you would get through it? Yeah, from when I was sitting in the doctor's office when he told me that I had it, I knew I was going to beat it. Good on you. And so how much do you think, I mean, when you look about the statistics, obviously um, GBM is so aggressive. Um, have the doctors, are they going to use you as a case study or? No, the doctors don't want to know you if you're not doing their treatment. They right. don't ask what you're doing or anything. So you're all pretty much left all on your own. Yeah. So with this, so that you just obviously have regular scans now. Is that what happens? Yes. I've got to scan every four months. Right. To keep an eye on it. And so at what point, so basically how long did it take from the minute you decided to stop chemo um, and then you implemented all your natural, your diet and, and your spiritual awakening and 
um, were really conscious about virtually the way you're nourishing your body. How long did it take for you to reduce and heal yourself from the tumour? It would have been just about a year, smack on a year. Wow. And so what, in your opinion, do you think, obviously, I mean, we have, if you give the body the optimum environment, we can heal clearly anything. Yes, exactly. So what's, what are your top three tips for people to help them live longer and stronger? Diet, number one. Yeah. Massively. Um, mental health as well. Yeah. Have a good mindset. Yes. Yeah. And listen to your body, what your body's telling you to do as well. Absolutely. Well, there's, your body's got a wisdom, hasn't it? So, yes, it does. And often people mask the signs and symptoms with, you know, mainstream conventional drugs or medicine to help mask any pains or ails that they have. But actually the body's wisdom is telling them that something, yes. something's not quite right. Talk to us about, so yes. obviously you must have been absolutely elated when you had your recent scan. Yes, over the moon. So talk to us absolutely about that. over the moon. The doctor wasn't really that happy, but I was happy. It's so disappointing, isn't it? I know. She put a negative spin on it as well. She showed the scan. There was nothing on the scan at all. Wow. And I said, I think my wife said to me, she said, oh, you can't, are you cancer free now? And the doctor said, no, no, you can't say that. No, you can't. Oh, my goodness. Too early to tell that. I was like, are you kidding me, lady? Yeah, exactly. There's nothing there on the scan. I know. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? I know. But, you know, I guess you don't need that um, the accolade or any support. You, don't, you, you haven't needed them, really. I mean, you've done this all on your own. Um, and really, like, moving forward, you're just going to be utilising the medical framework, I guess, for your scans um, moving yeah, forward. I just, I just use them to use their machine. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so what about moving forward now? So what happens? You just um, obviously you've got another baby that you're expecting. And can, do you feel like mentally and emotionally you can move on from this? Or is it, yeah. What, oh, yeah, easy, easy I can move on from this. It's amazing. What an amazing experience you've had. Honestly, I mean, when you think about this, yeah. like, it seriously is a miracle in so many ways what, what you've achieved. But clearly, I mean, you, yeah. like I said before, you make it sound so easy. So so what what about people? What's your advice to anyone going through um, conventional cancer treatment? My advice would be do what you believe is right for you Yes, and listen to what your body is telling you. Were you doing juicing? Like, because I know there's massive um, research done into like the fasting and juicing, and which I love, and I think it's a great way to reset the body. But did you go down that that path as well? I never, I never went down the juicing path, but the intermittent fasting, I was doing that. Yes. And before I started chemo, I I think I fasted for three or four days solid. Can you talk us through like what a typical diet will a day look like for you dom well for me there'd be no breakfast yes the glass of lemon water in the morning yes to alkalize your body yeah and lunch i would normally have an omelet or eggs or something or yep. avocado yeah then dinner would just be veggies yeah and that's it and i'd have my 100 mil of jamu just before Chimica. dinner yep yep amazing and then i would have the if i go out for lunch 
Yeah. Do you have health freak over there? Oh, health freak cafes. Yeah, we actually supply um, health freak with the nutritional lattes. So I'm so glad you found out about me and I'm so glad that I've had this opportunity to talk to you. Such a simple change, really. I mean, it's not that hard to control what people put in their bodies, right? It's so easy to change, but it's habits that people don't get over. Exactly. And then you were taking your supplements, the frankincense rather, and the boswellia, was it? Yes. And that was it? That's it. Amazing. Meditation and yeah, that's it. That's amazing. You know what? I think you've given hope to so many people, Dom, just listening to this and I guess the severity of the, the cancer that you had and the how aggressive it is and how it kills people within, you know, 10 months to 14 months if they have treatment. Um, you know, it's a pretty... It's probably the worst type of brain cancer that anyone can have. So listening to your story and hearing how simple it has been for you to make those changes and to affect the change and to essentially heal yourself is actually, um, it, it gives people, I'm sure, a lot of hope to to have faith in, you know, that old adage, you know, you are what you eat, you know, you are what you eat. It's so true because the cells are being built from from the foods that we eat. So if we're putting good food into the body, then the cells that we're creating are going to be fit, healthy cells. So it makes perfect yeah. sense. Yes, it does. Amazing. So is there anything else that you'd want to add on to to this discussion on, on what and, you know, your results and what happens now and just moving forward? Well, I'm still going to keep on this strict diet that I'm on. I'm not going to change yes. anything. I'm just going to keep doing this for the rest of my life. Good on you. And are you still eating the apricot kernels? No, no, no. <laughs> I took myself off them when I poisoned myself. <laughs> the key things in the diet is cutting sugar, cutting dairy, and um, including more whole foods. Yeah, that... and alcohol-free as well. Yes. And what about your water? I drink lots of water, yes. Yes, okay. Amazing. Always drink it with lemon in it as well. Yeah. And do you filter it or anything special? We have an alkalizing water jug yes. in our fridge. Yeah. Amazing. That's what I drink. Amazing. And I do also make my own kombucha as well. Good on you. I'm so happy to chat to you. And you've actually um, really lightened the load off my mind because I guess I always think that, you know, it's such a journey when you're trying to heal or, or cure yourself of a, a disease. Um, but listening to you actually sounds so simple, like I said before. So, And it's achievable <laughs> for people. So I'm really grateful for your time, Dom. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing your story. And um, here's to a lifetime of health, happiness and a cancer-free body. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Vicky. It was nice talking to you. Likewise. Thanks, Dom. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow me on our YouTube channel, One Body, One Life, to see more inspirational videos to help you reach optimal wellness and longevity. But until next time, don't forget, you've got to nourish to flourish.